We're back with another heart-gripping, heart-wrenching episode of American Crime. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I wish you knew the words. I, I know we're trying to keep it so hype for you guys because the episode, the latest episode of American Crime, was kind of a, yeah. a downer, right? Um, the whole season so far. We're two episodes in, but it's definitely a sad subject. The subject of exploitation, which um, you know tends to bring people down, so we're trying to keep it hype. Um, thanks for tuning in to After Buzz TV for another episode of American Crime. I'm your host Joshua Johnson. I'm not alone. I'm joined by some beautiful people next to me. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Wait, what's your social media? How it's can right I find there. You? you guys can see it. <laughs> JJ the Talented. Come you got on. the uh-huh. best one. Yeah, it's right there. I'm Erica J Green. You can find me on all social media. Erica J A Y E Green. And I'm Brooke Solis. You can find me at Brooke Solis TV. Hey, and I'm Ryan Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan with two Instagram and on Instagram at Instagram like the Teddy Graham. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Teddy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ryan is joining us. He, he, yes. This is the full panel for you guys every week, so Yay. we're finally all here. Exciting. And um, it should be a fun season. <laughs> What's the uh, hashtag they can use to keep the conversation going on social media? Hashtag ABTV American Crime. ABTV American Crime. Be sure you... Uh, so do, uh, <laughs> I like it. We're still staying high. <laughs> yes. It's we start talking about that. I know. Like, oh, let us well, be like, oh. keep this energy. I gotta well, keep it up. Well, some people yeah. don't like us laughing. This is so serious. Why are y'all laughing? Um, because we laughed yeah, so, so we don't. See, last last humor. season, yeah, they really got into the yeah. comments. Uh, Why are y'all laughing? They, they weren't happy oh, really? with me. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to get into the comments. We, we do. We appreciate your yeah. comments, positive or negative, whether you guys dig at us or not. As long as you keep the conversation going, it's definitely a show that brings a lot to the table in the way of. um no political climate, social mm-hmm. climate, everything. It's so, so life, relevant. baby, life. Yeah, that's it's real life for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure you guys um, also download the podcast if you can't watch us right now. You can listen to your car on the way to work or the gym or wherever. Uh, make sure you keep that up. Let's dive right into episode two. Uh, if you guys remember, we left off episode one where um, there was a bus with the sex ring mm-hmm. and um, Shay was rescued mm-hmm. um, just as she was about to uh, get into some... What, did they already start? Were they already in the act? When we left off, it was like, I think she said this, like the same way it started. It was like, no one's here to, you're not under arrest. Like, it was like that buildup. And so we met Shay here with the like completion of that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, was she in? Oh, like, yeah. no, sorry. No, no, they, they hadn't started, they hadn't engaged in. The, well, she was in the room and he was starting to like kiss up he, on her. And right. she was like, My bad. I misunderstood yeah. your question. I'm and, sorry. No, no problem. The police, <laughs> the police um, busted in and um, they got Shay out. And so she doesn't want to talk, though, to Kamara. Kamara's trying to get her to testify against um, Billy, who is her mm-hmm. pimp, mm-hmm. but she seems like she's not talking. Um, and that seems to be um, what we find a lot in situations like this, mm-hmm. where the victim, uh, we talked about it last week, they don't know that they're a victim, or they want to remain a victim because that kind of um, life is what they're used to, or mm-hmm. they, maybe they're just so brainwashed. What do you guys think about that, the fact that she doesn't want to testify against Billy? Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like especially because she's so young, it's that, it's her lifestyle. And even tonight she said, I was banging people before Billy came around, so why would I want to get him in trouble for something that I've been doing? And it's like, she didn't say he rescued her, but almost that was like, that was what her undertone was. It was like, this is what I was doing, and he now protects me. And I think she has this like veil over her eyes where she's like, this is the life I'm living, and this is what I want to be doing, and I can't do any better. You know how people who get in that kind of like self-loathing type of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. I can't do any better, and at least here I'm okay. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, it's easier. Yeah. You see, she's given the opportunity to better her life, but, oh, there's rules and regulations put in place. Just like there's people, not everyone that's homeless, but there are people who are homeless by choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go out there panhandling. There are people who have homes to go to, and they're out there panhandling. Right. So, yeah. of course, you see these conversations that she's having with other social workers, and they're telling her the rules and regulations, and her face is just like... But it's like you're getting free food, free board, right. free education. Like I, to me, that's a no-brainer. But mm-hmm. you have, you know, this is I love American crime because they're showing it from every aspect. And this is hers, and hers is like I'd rather sell my body mm-hmm. than to yeah. to live under rules and regulations and have to answer to someone that's not my pimp. That to me, that blowed my mind. I was like, Shay, girl, get it together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like really. And I feel like what you mentioned early on the last episode. I mean, she's obviously brainwashed. But also, if it's the only life that she's really ever known, 
Like this is how she makes money. And and also people get so complacent and they think to themselves, why am I going to go work a nine to five job exactly. at McDonald's <laughs> making $5 an hour, right. busting my butt, being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have the freedom. It's like, it, it's hard to get out. Well, we talked about the yeah. game, right? right. For her. Hard. hard to get yeah. out of the game. And then especially like from the few interactions we've seen between Shay and Billy, like that time when they were at the gas station, he walks, she walks by and sees the other girl and he's like, oh, go talk yeah. to her. It, it appears that she has kind of like... um. A superior high, like hierarchy amongst the his his crew, I guess. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he like might use her to recruit. At least we've yeah. seen him do it. So oh, yeah. he might treat her better than he treats everyone else, and that also will brainwash her because yeah. she's like, I mean, yeah, he may treat everyone else wrong, but I'm yeah. his girl. Like she I know I'm, at, yeah, yeah, like I'm oh, his okay. girl. So, yeah. I, so I think that that's another aspect of it. Is like I don't want to get him in trouble. Like she said, have it, have someone else testify. I'm not, and so I think she probably has this um, almost Stockholm syndrome like relationship Allegiance. with him, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Where mm-hmm. she's like, he takes care of me, and like I know he has these other people, but I'm his. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it definitely um, does. And I, and I feel like when you're young, it's so easy to get caught up in because I feel like even if it's not an abusive relationship like that, when you're young and in love, yeah. you're dumb. Like I mean, just you know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. how and, young love is. And some people look for that, especially young women, like. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a father figure, we look for somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say we, yeah. but um, well, you, you look somewhere towards <laughs> another common. father figure. And for her, I don't. They didn't really give much of her background, and maybe right. they Did we will. Have history on her yet? Uh, they probably they might they might do that. You know how American crime is. They yeah. don't throw us little nuggets here. But we haven't gotten but, anything. Yeah, yet. not yet. Okay. Okay. But again, she could be looking for that type of father figure in her pimp. Mm-hmm. So True. and that's quite often. I don't know how many times women have made stories up of where they. You know, look to other men for that yeah. love and stuff. It's so sad. Yeah, it is. And so I mean, what we we see kind of um, in Shay's interaction with um, checking into the shelter, like, what is the appeal for her to get out of this life? Because she makes a statement um, when the lady mentions that they sit, they sleep eight to a room. Yeah. Well, she's like, well, you know, where I live, we, we got six, we got six, yeah. six to a room. You know? Yeah. So you know, okay. that, that what what is the? There's no appeal for her really. You know, she can. Make more than she would at McDonald's, maybe. I don't know if she she could make more than she would at McDonald's. Mm, Take her a while to get up to manager or <laughs> well, whatever. I know, well, but, we also don't know how much Billy is taking, because he might be taking, like, if, say she makes 50 bucks, he might be taking 45. So, yeah, like, he really. Yeah. So we don't know yeah. like, how much she's making, but certainly as far as the sleeping arrangement, she's like, yeah, why would I do that when I, at least I got more room with Billy yeah. kind of thing. I know that we're getting into characters, but I really want to hit on, like, the first opening where um, Regina King's... Um, character was talking about how the DA jumped all over mm. what was going on with the trafficking and the drugs and stuff after there was a huge article that came out. I feel like that's something that's so prevalent in you know, American crime. They're going to mm-hmm. give us stuff that's prevalent right now. Topic, and that's what goes on in the government. Mm-hmm. You know, We make a big deal of it, about it. We scream it from the top of the mountains, have like articles, people jump on signatures. You know, we do the protesting and everything, and that's what moves people. So I, I'm kind of like a nod to American crime for showing that, because there is... I'm always talking about people, we talk about the the problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love art that shows, like, a solution. Yeah. Like, like the article is what prompted the DA to start coming after, coming hard on trafficking, which is so sad because they know it's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. it takes a big article that makes noise to get actions to happen. So I just, again, I just love American crime. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it, takes, it takes article, it takes movement, it takes grassroots movement, it takes exactly. petitions, it takes protests. I mean, this stuff that in our American uh, political society, these are things that are still effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sit-ins or protests. We had the Women's March a couple months back mm-hmm. that right. was huge mm-hmm. all around the country and especially here in L.A. Yeah. These things work because essentially it seems like a lot of times that we don't have power as, yeah. as um, mm-hmm. citizens, but we do. We do. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that we get complacent. Mm-hmm. Um but when we when when one person has an idea and they can kind of move that idea through other people and get some um, momentum going, mm-hmm. we can For definitely sure. influence change. Like the pipeline before. Our yeah, new and I, that's why yeah. that's why I feel like even the conversation we're having now in this after show has power. Media has great power to to hold those hold those in government and hold those in power accountable. Like the article that was written that prompted them to go yeah. after these sex traffickers. Like our media, and I think that sometimes government will purposely try to discredit media, which, of course, is happening yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not all government. I mean, it happens, it happens a lot of times. I mean, it even happened in the Democratic government before where they might discredit a particular news article. And not say, to this extent, though. Right. Not to this extent. Like, I'm trying to, like, fake. play a little fair. <laughs> I 
have a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were going after last. And I probably will continue to, but, you know, I got to show my true colors. I got to be true to me. But, um, but no, I think that's so important. We, ha- we have these conversations. Uh, Ridley's having this conversation via American Crime. We get mm-hmm. to have this conversation on this platform, which is really nice because we don't stay blind to it. We don't stay mm-hmm. blind to the reality because when, when, you're, when government and power tries to shape or alter what's really true in reality, mm-hmm. that's, that's where we fall into problems. So I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking yeah. about this. And I'm also yeah. I'm curious to see how this show, um, when it progresses, because another unfortunate thing that happens when issues are like a hot topic is that people really care in the moment yeah. mm-hmm. and then something else happens exactly. or it just fades away. Mm-hmm. And part of me feels like, because we're looking at two different... Um, uh, situations on the show right now where one is currently being hidden under the rug or not it's not getting as much publicity which we'll talk about yeah, later no traction. right and so mm-hmm. but right now the drugs and sex trafficking is what's hot right now and so I wonder if there will be a transition where people stop caring as much about this and transition into caring about the uh, immigrant crisis and I'm so glad you brought that up because I see these two issues directly correlated mm. Both of these, from sex trafficking and the the workers, they're all being exploited. Right. Mm-hmm. So just seeing that, I love how they're tying that in together because it's easy to put one issue in a box and put another issue in a box when they're mm-hmm. they're closely tied yeah. together. Oh yeah. And oh, it, it, I don't know. It's just so unfortunate from both sides because I mean sometimes we victimize women more. Mm-hmm. You know, saying oh a woman's giving her body away to da da. But these these workers, they're giving their body away for pennies too. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know they're being exploited. They're going through hard times. Like watching that was just horrific for me, from sun up to sun down. They're just oh, oh, put this over your face because they they spray while we're working. Really? Yeah, it's like uh, I forget which movie it was. It's a very recent movie. It was like they um, slavery hasn't died. It's (laughs) just they traded in black people for brown people. Mm -hmm. And I like this tonight's episode specifically. I was like, this is like, and they brought it up throughout the episode. I was like, this is definitely slavery. I can make a whole other comment about it. I have a point about that because my, personally, my view was, is kind of, um, evolving a bit because Mm -hmm. before when someone would say this is slavery, I kind of balked at that because Mm -hmm. still in my mind, I was like, well, these workers are still getting paid whereas, um, African Americans right. it was a whole in my mind a whole different scenario mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of different set of wrongs we weren't getting paid but there were more wrongs on top of that but at the end of the day I'm like okay two wrongs don't make it right mm-hmm. still with, with the undocumented workers that's exploitation mm-hmm. and that's wrong right. but for, for a second I'm just like wait, oh wait a minute that's you can't call that slavery mm-hmm. as long yeah. as they're getting paid for it but it doesn't make it right, right. well but the thing yeah. is that like I, it's more indentured servitude where it's like, mm-hmm. yes, they're not, they're getting paid, but like when you owe somebody X amount of dollars that you'll never make up and then you're making nothing, it's like, and then you pay them everything you owe, isn't that kind of like? You'll never get out of it. Yeah, situation. you're never getting out of it. Never, so it's yeah. like, yes, it's not slavery, not but at the exactly. same time, it's like. They're not free. Either. Right. It's like. I get it. Because, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, but you're right. There are, there, slavery has its whole, yeah. whole other set <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, well, like, I mean, wrongs. I was, and this is, this is not even mentioned in American mm-hmm. crime, but. Our brown and black people in America right now are basically slaves in our prison system. I have mm-hmm. to say, yeah. we're, dis- we're disproportionately um, targeted and put in these systems. Some of them privatized in order for these people to make money as well. Yep. And then when they're there, they are doing work for pretty much slave wages, mm-hmm. even though there are no slave wages. You know, yeah. pennies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 in an unfair way, some of them for minute, ridiculous reasons. Right. Or even just stereotypes, or even just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I won't even get into that, but um, I hope that Ridley touches on some of that later on, and I'm sure that they will. Just because even, and this is way later in the show, but he he talks about the police and like, and and each time that the police are mentioned, it's so obvious how unequal and how prejudiced and how how much <laughs> racism yeah. is yeah is part of our and hold that point because we're getting mm-hmm. to a part of the show also where that comes back up mm-hmm. yeah. the representation of um, black and brown people in prison kind of mm-hmm. in the light but I want to mm-hmm. progress along in the story where we see um, Koi has an issue while picking fruit and you alluded to it a little <laughs> bit where he starts coughing and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was like from um, drugs or was it the pesticides that we find out later that they've been spraying at the same time that people right. are working there 
Probably both. That's I was a little confused because I was like, is this with, I was confused too. I was like, is this withdrawal? That's what my first mind was like, he's coming down and like he hasn't had drugs in a while he needs a fix. And then like later when we found out about the pesticide, I was like, oh, I guess that's possible. That's that's what's making him sick. But then he gets drugs later. And so I'm like, I don't know where this is I think it was both. But I think it was more that he was detoxing for sure. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't had like painkillers, you have the, what the other, what the nurse mentioned, nausea, vomiting, gastrointestinal problems. Okay. I think I find it so not funny, but amusing that they they show these two characters of Koi and Shay, these uh, Caucasian characters in uh, mainly kind of colored episode um, season, mm-hmm. and there are aspects of these these I guess horrific events like she's going through self tra- trafficking, but for her it's not too bad. I'd rather do that than right. do that. And, and with Koi on the other side, it's you know I don't have anything, but. I'm trying. I'm trying to do better, but this this working thing is is hard for me when everyone else is doing it. So I I'm, I'm really can't wait to really dive into the season to see how they flush out these characters mm-hmm. and why is it that we're being shown there's not that I'm saying that one person's hard, well maybe I am. One person's <laughs> life is harder, or saying because they're of a certain ethnicity that it's harder. But it's interesting that American crime is showing us their aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And Koi, he can't deal obviously because he probably's never picked anything in his life. But his nose, but oh, no. you know, <laughs> I mean, just so late. No. I'm, yeah. I'm like, how dare you? Like, with that part, wherever um, Cabral's character was like, What are you doing? and he was like, I'm tired. Well, look around, mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah. tired people yeah. here. Mm-hmm. These people have been tired for years, centuries, right. but you're yeah. sitting here and have the nerves to fix your mouth and say, I'm tired. That, that that's to me. They just that just like I was like over here Chuck, but like this kid's here. But at the mm-hmm. same time, Isaac also I, that's his name, right? Isaac. Isaac, yeah, okay. yeah. Just making sure I feel like I wrote that wrong. I know y'all get the character. No, yeah, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make sure I get the character right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to keep track of. But Isaac, it is. Isaac so many kind characters. of Isaac in a way looks out for for Koi. Why? Um, yeah, I, I mean, kind of why? Why? That's my question. Is like, what does he uh, want? From do you Koi? guys get a? I mean, maybe this Please is me. Do y'all get a weird sex? I, I get a sexual. You get a sexual thing. I got that. That's my first episode. Thing. When he, yeah, when he yeah. said, "Hey, why?" The way he pulled up on him, I was like, "This feels like you were trying to like." Yeah. I don't know. It, okay. That's why I'm I not alone. Because the last season, I'm gonna say no. And I know. Because the last season, I'm gonna say Because I'm gonna say just because last season his character was in the same predicament, I'm gonna say no. That's not what it is. And maybe he sees his brother, or maybe he sees something in him. That reminds him of someone he knew because he reminisces. Or a maybe lot. his mother was an yeah. addict or, or something. something. Something in him. So he but can empathize with the addict. But I, I don't. But there, I mean, I think maybe I am being clouded because of last season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because Con, I, like I'm Connor the actor. Um, I'm like seeing so him good. as Taylor. Yeah, and so I'm just like, but I still feel like there's just something in the way they talk that <laughs> so feels wait, which very one sexual was tension. homosexual in the last season? Who is coy this season? Oh, he was gay. Yeah. So maybe he's not gay. Though and maybe Isaac is it gay. Is. I, feel, I get the gay vibe from Isaac, not right. Koi. I don't know. I don't get it from either. I, th- I, just, <laughs> really? I definitely I think, think it's just something that he. I don't know. Yeah, I pick up on it. It was like this. It just feels very. The tension feels. <laughs> no, it, yeah. There's a sexual tension there's a sexual there that I'm tension. like, this seems weird. And even yeah. when he's having the conversation with the other Mexican dude, and he's like, "That's not your white bitch." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he keeps yeah. saying that, that word. Back in. He, he keeps saying like, that way. And he's like, like yeah. and he didn't say anything. He was just sitting there. So like, maybe. Oh, you I know. I don't know. Something. I might be going. Hey, and maybe that guy knows. Yeah, I don't. You know about his. Maybe has a history. Right, of and I know we'll get to that later because I have so many like. You thoughts. I know. Okay, I'm like, I'm not. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. Uh, we but talked like about it. Shay checking into the the um, the shelter, but there was one point where um, Sandra O's character, Abby, mm-hmm. is her name. We saw her in a room. Looks like she was talking to a bunch of um, advocates for um, sex trafficking, sex trafficking and or exploitation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so after that little talk that she gave, she spoke one-on-one with Kamara. Mm-hmm. And she makes an interesting point talking to Kamara because, okay, she says, um, crack in the inner city mm. was an epidemic. Mm-hmm. But she says heroin in the suburbs is considered a crisis. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting because there's definitely some racial undertones to that. Oh, I got so Why is it that that's the case when it comes to crack in the inner city? Oh, you darling. Know, it's totally. like Who that, that black plague epidemic. Me, you know, that's a problem. That <laughs> right. they, you know, but mm-hmm. whereas in the suburbs where you find mostly 
um, non people people non people of color, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say Caucasian. It's like <laughs> it's it's a disease. It's a crisis. You don't. They're victims. Yeah. They're victims. But ooh, tell oh. me what's up with that. You got to point to me. I can't speak. Okay. <laughs> so I think we're kind of seeing that play out right now in America. Absolutely. How a little black boy can wear a hoodie and be a, a thug, and he's actually taking classes, trying to better his life, mm-hmm. and going to on his way to work, or you know, all the situations that we've seen right that we have been seeing. Yeah, talk about it's. It. I, I mean, it's just how we generalize people. You see a black guy walking down the street. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Put the purse on the <laughs> I, I mean, they look a little suspicious. I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you look suspicious to me, right. and I'm a female by myself, oh, yeah. I'm doing that. But you have to, You, I mean, you have to admit it. And people who are non-black or even some black people have to admit that when they see someone of color coming towards them and they look shady. I'm going to say mm-hmm. shady with quotations because sometimes it's just somebody. Well, any color, yeah, any color can look, look shady. shady. Exactly. I'm locking my door at the stoplight yeah. when you're passing by. You know, I'm just, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. But yeah. as, a, as a black man though, I've I've often encountered situations like that. I like wearing hoodies. I love hoodies. I love wearing it <laughs> yeah. on my head. No, yeah. My head is bald. Normal. I get cold. Mm-hmm. So I put my hoodie on. <laughs> but I found myself in situations where it's like, okay, just so I'm not perceived a certain way, mm. let me take this off. Right. Let you me, shouldn't have let to. Me, I shouldn't have to. Let me walk a little bit further behind or if I'm come up to someone on the street, let me just pass them so they, they'll they feel safe. Right. I, you know? I, when I think about that, I think about that article, um, the front of that magazine where they had LeBron James with Giselle. Oh, and yeah. they had him portrayed mm-hmm. as the ape. Mm-hmm. And she this? was the, the, the It was the like ESPN, and, I believe. Yeah. And, um, he was holding her, and he was like, like, have you seen King Kong? Or like yeah. when uh, he's holding. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like he was holding her, like so she was like falling, and he was like holding her, and like playing basketball. And so like on the surface, it looks like they a picture of him holding her. But yeah, but the way he, he like he had like almost like a, like if he was playing basketball, he had a growl on almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the comparison is like oddly like all right, I, mm-hmm. like you. The this is a very cold verse. Yes. And the yeah, white exactly. woman in distress. It's the perception. Yeah, this was. may be a yes. reach for you guys. I got that vibe when watching Kelly and Michael that there was this like. Big, oh King wow, Kong looking guy, and the, the smaller white woman, and then they had that people were attracted too, to right? about then that. Then he yeah. moved on. So. That people, <laughs> people seem to be attracted to He's that. He's such narrative. a gentle giant, though. Yes. Well, what I was gonna say about the issue of, um, you know, crack being so back in yeah. the time of Reagan, which yeah. is when the war on drugs happened. Mm, I don't know if you yeah. got. I mean, this is there. just fact. And if anybody wants to comment, let's go for it. You know, let's have it. And bring up the live chat too. Let's can. have let's it seriously. But um, Reagan started this war on drugs, and this is fact. There has there have been actual recordings where it was said that we are starting this war on drugs because essentially we are starting a war on black people, minorities, mm-hmm. because there there were brown people too who were caught up in the crack game, mm. selling and using. I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary 13th. 13th. That's the one. By by DuVernay. I recommend that everybody watch it. And what happened was blacks and brown people were disproportionately locked up Mm. because any little crime regarding crack, they were, they were, it was a felony. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there were white males on Wall Street who were using the same exact drug in a different form. Yeah. And they were not being locked up. They weren't. They were not committing felonies, and so we saw this happen disproportionately. Statistics show what occurred. Now we have this issue with heroin, the heroin epidemic, opioid epidemic, mostly white and white females and males aged, you know, what? fifteen. And now we're talking about how addiction is a disease. It's always been a disease. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been a disease of the brain, but now oh, they're cool. victims. <laughs> now they need rehab. Now we have drugs. I'm drug not trying court. to be offensive, but this is... Instead the... of putting them in prison and giving... We still have black males and brown males serving 40, 30, 40, 50 for years for right. possession <laughs> yeah. of one weed. little crack rock yeah. for weed, for example. For well, I won't even talk about the Khalif uh, story either. I don't know if you guys seen this, Khalif Browder story, how he was... They were suspicious of him, and they he, because he didn't have money to post bail because yeah. <sighs> he mm-hmm. was economically disadvantaged. He was in jail for what four years just because he couldn't post bail. I mean, there are so many things wrong with our system, and they will continue to be wrong until we have conversations like this. And yeah. that's why I thank God that Ridley is putting this out yeah. there, and that you know, and it's so it is so unfortunate it's, that a lot of these white and, male and females are are suffering, and not that there are obviously black and Hispanics right. that are. That are suffering with painkillers, and I, I really attribute that to the pharmaceutical industry too. Yeah, that's a whole other We got to open some can of worms right. up that's in here. But it's unfortunate that it wasn't business. treated that way in the eighties as it is being treated yeah. now with our. And I, I also feel like affluence um, buys a certain level of ignorance. 
Um, I feel like there that when you come from a background of having uh, resources, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you then become numb to like other people. You're like, well, why don't you just do X, Y, Z? And so yeah. I feel like so many people who have this crisis now, mm-hmm. <laughs> look at me oh, calling it a crisis. Call it, yeah. <laughs> so many people who are, <laughs> I know, look at me. I'm, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I think that it happens because you have people who don't know reality and don't understand mm-hmm. that other people struggle through so much more. And then when you have unlimited resources and nothing but time on your hands. What else are you mm-hmm. going to do? And then your parents are just going to throw money at the problem. Mm-hmm. And so it just never goes away. And I just feel like oh, yeah. it creates this terrible cycle of like never feeling like someone cares. And so you try to numb that with exactly. uh, with opioids and, and just Oh, whatever opiates. it is. You remember the opiates. kid who got charged with, or his affluenza? defense was affluenza? Yeah, stupid. Yeah. He like killed someone and like he went to, he said he his parents made so much money that he didn't understand the difference between right, right and wrong. And that's how he got off. Oh, it was crazy. But yeah. it's just sad. <laughs> it's sad. Maybe otherwise known as white privilege. I mean, well. Yeah, and that's exactly. I, I love yeah, that this show. Have, but it's that's what it's called. This show I have so much is money. So bring, it's, I love that it's bringing up the the concept of um, white privilege and white guilt. Because um, Felicity Huffman's character, like, seeing her. Oh, my God. Because you see her, like, yeah, get jarred by this in the end. The obliviousness. Is, it's white guilt. And I'm like, oh. I'm, just, I'm glad that she is starting to see this. But I do. There's yeah. definitely a theme of white guilt here. And right. I mean, I'm glad that it's brought up. Since we're talking, do you, do you know her character's name on here? Jeanette. Jeanette. Jeanette, yes. Since we're talking about her character, I don't understand how she could be so oblivious. Mm. You've been on this farm for years? They, they they mentioned that, that she's been on this farm, and you've never went down there to see the conditions? Oh, they're why living... Would you, why would they're you, living, though, Erica? Why would you when you know, your, your life okay, is... Okay, let's just take it from a business. <laughs> ripping the benefits. Yeah. I get that, but let's just take it from a business standpoint. Well, she's not in the Isn't business. Isn't it her husband? It's, it's her, her husband's, husband's family's business. farm. So, so, so why would she like, care? She, like, yeah. she seems she like she cares now. But she, because, because, because now she knows. Because people are, because she knows people are dead. I'm sorry, yeah. there is no excuse. I'm sorry, there is no excuse. I know for being many a women who don't know what their husband is doing. As long as the bank account is right, yeah, people live in different lives. But that's not happening under my roof. No, but one hundred. Girl, have you been to Beverly Hills? No, I definitely feel like they're doing. I'm gonna say all of them. No, because like isn't that Teresa Giudici? Isn't that what happened? She was like, I don't know what my husband's doing, but she was living right. Oh, sorry, that's a Real Housewife. That's a whole other thing. But I do. I feel like do you know why I like you love Beverly it? Do you know why you I love like it? the original Orange County. Do you know why you love it? Because it's County. a I'm window into a life that you don't have, or window into a life that you will. Well, I don't know. Well, I was saying that because my neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know your life, but I was saying that because I recently heard Issa Rae speak about how her show is like mostly watched by seventy five percent or something by non. Ethnic people. I can imagine. And, and, yeah, it and it's like sense. a little yeah. window into like, different oh, people's lives. And stuff. Honestly, I'm is. not interested. I, the reason I love it, this is horrible. It's mindless reality TV is because I like to see that these women, even though they're different from some of us. I mean, like I said, I grew up in a minority, like pr- predominantly black neighborhood mm. with not a lot of money. Anyway. And now I'm fine, honey. But um, I like to see that these women have the same problems and the same drama yeah. and the same issues and sometimes more issues than we had or I had growing up. And I'm sorry, but like just the the shade and it's all so of the, the just the pettiness. Just I know it's horrible, but like I like to see these women fight because it just cracks me up. Just a little That's plug all. for the After Buzz Network. Be yeah. sure and check out other <laughs> after shows for Real Housewives. We cover them all. But so that's make sure you the, check that out. I can totally see that in Felicity Huffman's character. I can't, can't, can't keep Jeanette. You don't understand. Jeanette. Yeah. Jeanette. yeah, Jeanette's character is because the, through the whole thing, she's like, it's, are y'all okay? They're, they're okay. It's the workers that are not okay. They're the ones who lost yeah. their families, but constantly she was asking, are y'all good? Well, to, and I to, think, are y'all good? I think it's important that they show, because like the two times we see the family, I think their last name is Husby? Hesby? Hesby. Um, I think it's important it's that we see. Yeah, isn't it? Doesn't <laughs> it it just funny sounds. Like every that. time it, it goes like, back to them, I almost feel like, like I'm transported in time, yeah. too. Really? When you see them, I'm like, oh, this, this feels, feels like, different. this feels plantation where did the black people come from? On the other side, not, that not only black, they look African. Where do you mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, when did the show take a turn to Africa? Because that was oh, Louise. Yeah, we had to talk about Louise. Yeah, and yeah, they said his, his name was like Dawood. Okay, yeah, I was like, okay. Okay. Like, where do we end up in this oh, you know, African village for? I know. But yeah, when we I see, don't know. but I think it's important when we see the Hespi family that both times it was them like 
in very opulent situations, like this marble table. Oh, they're handcrafted. <laughs> like, yeah. or and they're there at the party, and it was like everyone was just drinking. They were all dressed up. I they feel had like hired musicians, right? It, it's like it's important to see them that way. Yeah. So when um, Jeanette went down to see how everyone mm-hmm. else was living, it just was more jarring. I think that it was very intentional. I think it was smart of the showrunners to like show them in that light where it's like, yes, we that juxtaposition, the like stark that. contrast. Yeah. Ooh, like, yeah. We're not saying it. it's a plantation. It's just plantation ish. Yeah, plantation. Blake just got some brown people working for him. Right. I just feel like that's, looking at that would remind me of the situation and I'm not trying to be hateful by saying this but it's when people go over to Africa and they adopt the little black babies. We have children out here that can be adopted Mm -hmm. that are going through the same type of poverty situation Mm -hmm. in your backyard. Mm -hmm. So we, I mean the charity, I mean I'm not saying don't do that but it's just, it's so interesting to me your mind frame that I want to go all the way over here to make a point, to make a statement. What is it really? Because yeah. the statement, it gets you more PR. Because there's PR so many kids here. Well, but at the same time, backyard. I think it's easy to think yeah. of issues like that as Away. someone else. Yeah. Like, Because like, oh, look at me doing good for another country, as opposed to like, let me pay attention to what's actually, actually. happening here. Because you can exactly. throw it. At the end of the day, you can always say, oh, that's someone else's something, and I'm just being a exactly. helper. As opposed to saying, oh, I live in America, and I am just being ignorant to <laughs> what's happening. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's easy to just toss it on someone else. But yeah. in that situation, the narrative has been throughout our history so far in America that, you know, black people are needing to be rescued by white people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you see that happening. A lot, a lot of publicity from that. Um, people, mm-hmm. you know, whites adopting black babies. Because I Africa. haven't seen it the other way yet. It's always <laughs> no been publicity like, on that. <laughs> blacks need to be rescued, you know. Um, but moving on a little bit in the story, that same conversation where Kamara and Abby are talking about crack and heroin um, and the crisis ep- epidemic mm-hmm. um, contrast. Um, Kamara has um, a few statements about how she's turned cynical since starting as a social worker. Mm-hmm. And um, she makes a statement, um, an analogy about being a lifeboat. And when she first started, she wanted to rescue, save 100 people if she could. <laughs> but now she just accepts the fact that she can only save 10. Um, and But this, this storyline, as a social worker storyline, brought to mind... I don't know if you guys have seen recently in the news about the charges being brought up against the social workers involved... And uh, I think the little boy's name was Gabriel Fernandez here mm-hmm. locally in Palmdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was about four years ago or so. He was um, th- he was in an abused home or allegedly abused home. Um, social workers had checked up on him, seen red flags of abuse, but never made any of the proper reports to get mm-hmm. him out of the house. Mm-hmm. He ended up being killed. Mm-hmm. And now they're bringing mm-hmm. up charges against mm-hmm. the social workers for um, sort of allowing that to happen or not acting on those signs. Um, how do you... As a social worker, I I think many of them get into that line of work because they care. But seeing so many cases, maybe such as Shays, um, it makes it hard after a while to yeah. care. Would and you get cynical, and maybe do you get you kind of lose, you get burn jaded out. a little bit and yeah. burn out. I am a caretaker, so watching this was it definitely like had me emotional because again they show a lot of her struggle. She has this very complicated job, but. Even beyond that, she has these outside struggles, paying bills, not being able to have babies, and you Mm -hmm. have all of that together. So it's not only your difficult job, but it's your difficult life, and all of that, it's a lot for people. And I'm literally at this, this is, I'm coming up on five years of being a caretaker. I work with people with developmental disabilities, and I feel myself getting burnt out, and it's so unfortunate because I do love my job, and I do, it did start with, like, I just care about people, and I just, I want to be an advocate for these people who don't have a voice. Because I used to be the person that saw people with autism and been like oh is there something wrong with them you know and then when I got into this field it's like no these are beautiful people inspiring amazing people who just don't have a voice who can't who can't say hey you know hi my name is so and so nice to meet you but it does get to a point where all of that your life and in everything that goes on inside of your job mm-hmm. becomes a lot and speaking to that the situation is that there's so much stuff that just gets slip behind because maybe there's not a, a, enough money from the government. The, mm. the home doesn't have this or that, or they don't know where to place him because there's, they, all the houses are full. There's not enough room for everyone who needs help, and that weighs down on you too. So it's just, I, I definitely feel for where her situation is coming from, where you want to you want to help everybody. I want to pull everybody up into this boat, but the boat is going to topple over if everyone gets mm. on. And not only... And you can't save everyone. So, and, and not only that, I feel like from the two cases that we've seen her handle so far, because mm-hmm. uh, the the very first character uh, that wasn't Koi, right? The, the first no, boy, the no, first no, boy. No, no, no. So so her or him and now Shay, they both are like basically don't want to be helped, and I feel like it's hard. If that's what we've seen from two, 
I can only imagine how many mm-hmm. other people she's had come to her and be like, I don't want to be helped. Essentially. And I feel like it's hard to have, you want to help so many people and none of them want mm-hmm. it. And I feel like after a while, you just get to the point where you're like, why even try? What am I doing? Like, I feel like even if you yourself are a caregiver, you're like, these people do not want to be helped. And I can only lead so many horses to water and them not drinking before <sighs> I'm just like, I'm done leading these horses. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, human. Yeah. It is. Like, I'm done. This is this is not working, so why am I doing this? Yeah. But does that carry over sometimes to the actual cases where the people who do need help, like in the one I just mentioned locally yeah. here in real life, um, does that carry over and you maybe you miss some things? Or, Definitely. You know, I, I, sure. I really Why feel you? what you said people, about the system was, is just overwhelmed. They don't, make, they don't put synonymous with social worker as human. Well, I kid you not, one of my clients the other day, I had to tell them, I'm like, I'm, I didn't get to sleep one night for whatever reason, I can't really go into it, but I was just like, y'all, we just got to get this stuff together. We need to move. You know, we have a schedule in the morning. And I was just like, you know, she was like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm tired too. I didn't get any sleep. You know, I'm human too. Oh, one of my clients said, oh, because it's not synonymous with a human being. Mm-hmm. You're just a worker. You're the helper. You're, you're, some of them think of us as servants. And yeah. it's just, you're so, you become so minute as a person that you, it's, you start to lose yourself mm. and it's demeaning. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're trying to help people, but you're seeing that it's like, you, it's not that you want something back, but you just want to be seen as a person. Like, like I feel too. I'm tired too. This is a lot on me too. Can you see me too? Yeah. And it's just like this. Really, this episode hits home for me, and her character really resonates with me because of all of that. And them just showing the hardships. And again, I tell you, I love American Crime because they do. <laughs> yeah. They find these little stories and they 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 shed lights on them. This is something people never think about. Uh, or this, the, the character, the social workers, the caretakers, what about them? You know, and it's just unfortunate to see her situation and everything else she's going through and dealing with these people who are like, well, I'm trying to help you. No, no, no. Yeah. I was, was going to say the story that you mentioned with the little boy where the social workers are being charged, that is actually very common. It happens a oh. lot where oh, social wow. workers. So I mentioned before my mother worked as a social worker for many, many years. So I got to watch her in action and see what she went through. And and it's, it's a couple of different things. One, they are overworked. They have so many cases. She had so many cases. She They're not getting paid enough. Two, well, in her case, their supervisor wasn't being diligent mm-hmm. about that good. So my So there were, I can't talk on specific cases, but there was one case where my mom worked and she said, you know what, we need to follow up on this case. We have to follow up. We have to follow up. And the social worker said, no, we're not going to worry about that case right now. And there was nothing at that time because my mom moved up too that she could do about it because the director said, we're not working on that case. We're not working on that case. You know, they had their own choices. Like, there's still so much bureaucracy that goes on, too. There's only so much they can do. So it's not just one social worker or just the social worker that called on that one child. There are other people ahead of them who have to make the decision on whether or not they're going to continue with the case. And there's lots of, like, hoops that they have to jump through to even get a child removed. Parents mm-hmm. really have to screw up, and they give the parents a lot of chances. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. And removing a child and placing it somewhere is a lot of it's work, a too. a lot of work. They also don't have enough foster parents. It's not I a- can remember going with my mother, them, her going and picking up kids at 2 in the morning, many, many nights, and we have nowhere to take them. So we're driving hours away to another city <laughs> to try to find a place for this kid, and we don't even know how long the kid's going to be with this foster parent because we don't know what's going to happen because you have mm-hmm. to go through the court system then. Mm-hmm. It is just so much crazy bureaucracy and red tape and all these things I have to go through so it's unfortunate that the little guy on the on the floor the social worker is the person who gets all the blame mm-hmm. yeah that is unfortunate in this case it, it was about four I don't know if that included the managers or supervisors or directors mm-hmm. you make a good point that a lot of times directors are saying no don't follow up on this we've got other cases to get to mm-hmm. you know close the docket make this pile get smaller exactly and you know a lot of times the social workers get get the brunt of the blame i mm-hmm. wish that didn't happen yeah um, i was gonna I say one more thing in this case on the live chat we do see you guys some of you asked if it's on hello we're watching <laughs> oh, yes yeah. you guys can chat we can see that you um we're waiting for questions like linda and ryan jake you guys throw us some questions yeah. oh, comments ryan, any of that from, we uh, love, love from my other show ryan good looking out thanks for joining us here um, <laughs> yeah. ryan is a viewer of uh, the rap game which you can also find here on after oh, look at him plug what i wanted to bring up next was uh luis his character we see he has a flashback um it looks i'm assuming it's in mexico somewhere mm-hmm. in mexico it looks like he's with his um his wife his son named theo who um, there was some tension in, in this particular flashback between father and son. Um, we find out later that Luis is actually on a mission to find his mm-hmm. son. Right. Theo mm-hmm. ran away. He's on a mission to find him and find out where he was. He was in North Carolina here in this town at this particular farm um, picking fruit. 
we find out when we go to the African village. Yeah. Where was that? It just sprouted up. Do those guys also pick? I don't. I say they don't care the ethnicity of who works as long as they have workers, but I wonder why it was so segregated. But they also had like the wife and the kid in the picture too. You see the little girl. A little bit better housing. It wasn't great, but it was like. Was that? Was that plantation house a little bit better? Better housings. <laughs> it wasn't the fifth wheel, is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Um, so we find out from him, uh, this particular guy, that Theo uh, was working there at the farm. He talked a lot. He told a lot of stories, which the, the other farm, farm workers enjoyed. But at one point, the bosses um, didn't like Theo's talking. Mm-hmm. And um, they got into confrontation. Theo didn't back down. And apparently, according to this guy, Theo uh, had dreams or plans of going to New York, starting a life there, maybe I think starting opening up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives Louise this indication that maybe he should start searching that way towards New York. But we find out that Teo wasn't paid what he was supposed to get paid, so he has no money. And the guy says, look around at other farms here because he's probably somewhere around here trying to get money. Right. Can we give Luis his props? When he started speaking English, I was like, yeah. He was so good. Because that guy was like, get back in the truck. And he uh, was like, no. what are you going to do? And I was like, <laughs> he had a Valley Girl accent. I know, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? What, what happened? happened? I don't even think he had an accent. <laughs> you know? It he was, was like the whole perfect time. English. Right? Do you, boo-boo? What, what do y'all do? No, I, didn't say all that. I love how smart he is. Y'all saw the last season. You kept yeah, oh, last season. No, not he was so ignorant last season. His character—he was smart as far as like books. He wanted smart, his he was kid dad to so, have a better life. Yes. In his mind, that was. His but this time, he's coming correctly. He like, let me play the game. And then yeah, when it's time, I'm going to bust that English out. He made, sure, he made sure that the other guy translated for him with um Right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I didn't know he said the right thing. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you going to call the police? <laughs> right. Yeah. Boo-boo. Like, go ahead and call oh, the police. Boo-boo. Like, oh. Call the police. No. Oh, God. Catch me outside. Yeah, I, was exactly. I was crunk. I was like, yeah. And yes. then walked away. <laughs> and then I walked away. I'm done. Uh, so we find that. So, okay. So I have this theory. Okay. I'm down for that because I have a theory too. That... Somehow Theo ends up maybe in the sex trafficking trade. Because uh, what what I thought of, off, like when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, Theo. They they show him quick. <gasps> the boy in the beginning, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Was he, boy in the was beginning? Was he the, the boy first, first in the beginning? In the beginning. That Kamara. I can't remember the yeah, face. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is skinny. And he, he was Hispanic skinny. because yeah. they showed both. Look. I don't remember the what the guy looked like in the beginning. The boy looked like in the beginning, but I know both seemed very skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. You know, tall and skinny, short hair. And the game kind of aged you a little bit. Wasn't shown too much. But I was like, is that Theo? Or if not, is he going to end up in the sex trade yeah. somehow to get money to go to New York? And I feel, like going off of that, I feel like Isaac is going to be related to that situation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's no way Luis is not going to run to Isaac. And I feel like Isaac and Theo had a thing. Because I definitely get that game out from Isaac. And I'm telling you, a that I, I, I promise you. that Because like, I think that that's probably how. Because they, they would have had to work at well, least. Why y'all trying to make Isaac? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not trying to go there. Yeah, it's not just looking out for somebody. Six, but look how warped we are. But look how warped we are in society now. You can't oh, no. even help no, 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 someone. No, it's not, you, it's not about warped. It's about, it's about trying to guess the, Wait, the twist and turn. What if Isaac, maybe Theo wasn't feeling it, but Isaac was like, hey, you want to try this pill? Oh. And he got him caught up in the pills, and then because he got caught up in the pills, he's like, "I, I gotta go to the sex trafficking." Now yeah. this is going real far, yeah. but, but you, know, you, never know. you never know. And the thing is, I feel Ooh. like with this show, everyone is always connected. The way this past seasons have worked, yeah. and I'm saying that th- at this point, everyone is too separate, and so I feel like there has to be some connection somewhere. And I feel like that is an, a great way to like. So also, I think Luis is undercover. Yeah, like well, an agent. I mean, he's definitely undercover mm. in in terms of like the first episode. I know I said it. I think you guys might have said it too that he he wasn't who he appeared to be in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured, okay, he's chasing someone. He's after someone definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, there's something more to that character, yeah. which we're finding out. In well, this episode. if his if his English is so good, I know. And he's, he's supposed smart. to be from Mexico, and he's got you know money. Something. He's tossing twenties, right. yeah. making it rain up in here. He's so got he money. <laughs> yeah, there's just something very very together about his character this season. Like, just it seems what like if, he's. He would, what I if, love this. No, you because so I'm saying, what if he's a drug lord and he's looking for a case? Why would that not be a thing? Wait, Luis <laughs> is, is Theo's father, isn't he? Yeah, that's what he says. 
How do we know that he's not lying? I can't with you. We had a crazy story theories. here. I do. We had a we're putting out story. hypotheticals like the House Intelligence Committee was today. I don't know if y'all saw that. We're going to do it in a minute. Shout out to our viewers from South America. Hey. Hola. Quick, quick, before we get the wrap up sign though. Guys, we're not going to get to everything, so just continue the conversation. But we're having fun. Yeah, it's definitely a good episode. It's packed. Shay, whose vices include weed, oxy, and alcohol, is four weeks pregnant. She's four weeks pregnant, but it's not the first time that she's been pregnant. Poor right. Shay. And so I brought up, I put a little note here, but what is that? Can we can we draw some? Can we get some conversation about abortion rights? Maybe. Well, is we that know she's heavy? pro-choice. Do we know because that that's how she's losing it? Did she, she say? She said. She said, "How did it end?" She said, "It ended." Yeah. Right, but that well, is. I guess that is. That is ended, that's what she it said. Ended or I ended it or? It I thought she said it, it ended. ended, and I'm saying I feel like with her lifestyle, it's very yeah, possible that it could have been her. One it, of her. Yeah. Pimps knocked her. Or out. She just she's right. doing drugs and and, and the baby pa- like right, she right. miscarried. miscarried. Um, There's something so sad about her character in the eyes, like when they're speaking to her, and I just wish the jargon between so medical hard. people and their patients could be a little bit more softer. That's how because they're talking right through her. Mm-hmm. She's like her face is just so stoic, and she's just like, okay, Bad. yeah, that actress is definitely yeah, that no, she's well. killing it. They they, they, they don't the, play the with the casting on here. I'm but it's just something I, I really want to. I really hope that they dive into more of her mm-hmm. backstory and just really show us like where she did come from before yeah. she got caught up. In Do you it. think they're trying to make a commentary though about um, like like certain abortion. situations where abortion is justified? Is that what you meant? Or um, I don't know if they're trying to make that commentary, but I definitely wanted to open up that discussion if you want to talk about it. Like mm. in this particular scenario, I don't know where so you funny. stand or our viewers stand. It's a heavy mm. subject. It's heavy. Um, I know that in that case. Are you are you comfortable talking about where you would stand on that in, the, in a particular case where hey she got pregnant by a pimp she's in the sex trade? Um, I, me personally, I because I'm not a woman, I like I can never become pregnant and I, so <laughs> what? I wish but, men uh, could though. But I, I, I just feel like so they could I feel like because I can never do that, I don't feel like I should be able to control or have a say on how women can control their body. So I feel mm-hmm. like regardless of the situation. A woman should have the right to choose. Okay. I don't care how you, I, even if you decide it and then decided against it, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you should have the choice, and, at least the choice. And I'm, I'm right along with you. We all have individual choice, but again, I'm a hippie. So mm-hmm. it's like, I love babies. When mm-hmm. I see them, you should see me just crumble up into a little, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't imagine. And I'm watching this one show called Big Little Lies, and the, one of the, um, character she had a baby love the show had a, a baby out of a rape situation she mm-hmm. kept a child and mm-hmm. there were a lot of issues that came from like she didn't want the child to know who the father was because mm-hmm. of, of the situation and so the child had a lot of issues yeah. and there are a lot of issues that arise from that but the love between them was just just the relationship was just so amazing but again it is a choice mm-hmm. you know but just know that this is a life you know a life that could become a great life you know there's so many mm-hmm. you don't know people's backstories even famous people or oh, yeah. stuff that who have came from situations Nina Simone I think right mm-hmm. she she came from a no 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 um the poet of one of the poets of of, of a known black poet Maya Angelou I don't I don't want to say it wrong no. be making up people yeah. but, no, but there, there are definitely that come from situations like that so you just never know the greatness that comes from a life because all lives are great right, right. it may have been Maya Angelou if I'm so yeah, that, as I a think woman, I will say that I have a higher power I like to call God. Mm-hmm. I don't identify with any specific religion. So for me, the preference would be, and because I'm in a different situation, that of course I'd want to keep my child in my situation right now. But I can't make that judgment for any person. Mm-hmm. And I also can't make so, so clearly that puts me at pro-choice. Um, but I also think that not everyone believes in God. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone, some people are atheists. It's unfortunate, but. It, yeah, it, but it's it, real. You know, but but mm-hmm. that's that's the world. Some people are agnostic. Some people are, or you know, some people don't believe Muslim, in whatever that. Whatever it is, yeah, I'm like, dang. So <laughs> I think that, that. But I I'm very particular about the specific situation. I feel like every single situation to put a blanket statement on whether or not mm-hmm. a woman should have an abortion or not. We just don't know what if a woman's going to die and she's yeah. in the middle of, of having a child. I think that woman's life is important. Like there's so many, too many different intricacies, scenarios, to, yeah. intricacies, to, yeah, situations to, to make a blanket there. statement yeah. about that. But what I do believe most of all is that men should not be making a decision. Sure. <laughs> we 
We don't have we none. We it's not something right. we can go. I to. wish we yeah. I wish men had children because we would not. This would well, have been I, done. I mean, no, but you know what? You know what? I'm not going to say that either because a woman who has an abortion against a man doesn't even tell a man that. Oh, I'm having your baby. I'm just going to abort it because I don't feel like our relationship is going. Whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. pettiness. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. No, I for, agree. For, so I, I mean, I think again, it's different situations, yeah. scenarios. It's a, it's, it's just like every situation yeah, is so it's complicated. It's so yeah, different. it's so complicated. So what do you guys different. think in the chat? Make sure you guys comment on that. I think we see it coming up there. We got the rap sign, so I want to just cover these two <laughs> points really quick. Um, Isaac gives Koi pills, which I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't get that. I mean, I think he was giving another, giving him an oxy, right, so that he won't, so he's feeling better and not withdrawing. But why he was yeah, literally he saying he's trying him. to get it better? Uh, yeah, better. it was, I a, it was it. out there. I think to get him straight for the maybe for, for the, the next, next day, day, so he's not um, withdrawing. That's not going to help anything. I know because it's just going to prolong, prolong the cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know that. Um, I see. Kamara, Kamara confides in what seems to be an ex-boyfriend about her IVF treatments, oh, and she asked for his sperm donation. I looked it up. That's her brother-in-law, which makes it super weird. Because I was like, because I was like, who? Is this and then I had sister's to, I was, husband, right? But so they were acting like they used to be together, and that's what that's what because I had to look it up. I was like, this seems more like who is this man that you just and then it says brother in law, and I'm like, His sister's yikes. husband that she used to date because they used yikes, to be yikes, together. Yikes. Yeah. yeah, isn't that super weird? That's weird. Still that's kinda, really weird. He still kind of wishes that they had something weird, weird, weird. And why would she want to have his baby because his sister already has his baby? Well, he's fine. That's just gonna. <laughs> that's just gonna. <laughs> it was so weird. I just was like, that's gonna confuse but, everybody. But I think it just it goes to because she kind of spoke to her desperate. Yeah, and I think that like maybe it's so extreme because it just it, it wants to hit home to us that like she is that desperate mm-hmm. yeah. that like she will go to any lengths. To Twelve thousand dollars is desperate. Yeah, that's a lot. Two what times. would you do in that situation if you're the wife? And that's your sister. Uh, no, obviously. no. What would you do? <laughs> I don't think that would be the best decision for the child. For the that's child. just too much confusion. So my daddy is my uncle. Is that a yes or no? <laughs> is that a yes or no? No. 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 I, I say we need to figure something else um, out. And then go on to let's see, blah blah blah. Have to wrap it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna wrap <laughs> it up here. With the um, what I understand, what what I'm understanding though, as I was watching this, and especially the last scene with the fire happening and Jeanette visiting the with the the camp of migrant workers, I definitely got this sense like, hey, these workers are only as um, they're only worth as much as they can pick. And that's mm. it. Basically. That's it. Yep. Because we see when Aren't talking we to, I, I can't remember her name right now, but one the sister Leanne. of the family. I think her name is Leanne. Leanne. Or Leanne. I think it's Leanne. She's like, you know, we they have our prayers and our thoughts. And I hate it when she said, do, sometimes doing something good is like showing that you were <laughs> wrong. Yeah. I was like, you would say that. So, you know, they're only concerned is, is they're only concerned with these people as long as their production, mm-hmm. what their production value is. Exactly. As long as they're getting money for it. Um, and then it just seems like I wrote down Jeanette is the only one concerned about the fire. We seem Jeanette it just seems. seem like she too. I, I was like, she doesn't know she's that they, they hired documented her workers. Time. What's going on out here? They that. live in this trailer. How many times do you drive past the trailer on your way to your fancy she, house? Uh, she probably just thinks no, like, might not drive past stop. it. Stop. But stop. we didn't get a chance, guys, to go through predictions. But we did give our predictions throughout right. the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Keep watching us every Monday night as we cover each episode of American Crime. Um, it's been fun. It's been a good discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of all these talented hosts here who have all these <laughs> yeah, different yeah. viewpoints. We're bringing you every week. So make sure you guys keep staying um, inf- involved, informed. Comment and subscribe. We want to see the live chat popping. We want to see the comment section popping. Um, with your predictions, what you guys think. Um, I've, I'm Joshua Johnson. You can find me on social media at JJ the Talented. I also do another show on our sister network, VHL, um, Sports Weekly, every Thursday night and Monday nights before American Crime. We do the rap game, so look out for that. Hi, I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media at Erica J. A. Y. E. Green. I'm Brooke Solis. You can find me at Brooke Solis TV. Awesome. I'm Ryan Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan with two ins Graham and on Instagram at Instagram. And I'm selling these Nike shoes. <laughs> I know. And you can find AfterBuzz TV on social media at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure you keep the conversation going as well for American Crime. ABTV. No, no what's so the hashtag? ABTV American, American Crime. American Crime. There you go. Until next week, guys. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.